The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station. It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a really fantastic show. I'll be introducing my guests shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be great. I do want to take just a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I will do this every single week. This past weekend, I had a chance to go to Las Vegas for a family wedding, and I had a really great time. One of the best things about it was seeing family, some of whom I hadn't seen in quite a long time. And I realized this weekend what a blessing it is to spend time with family family, especially in a setting where you don't normally get to hang out together. Whether or not your family is your immediate family or perhaps people you care about very much but maybe not directly related to you, there's a tremendous blessing in spending time with people you are connected with. Take time this week to connect or perhaps reconnect with someone important to you. Sometimes that's the thing you might really need to relax and recharge. Resolve to do that on a regular basis. You just never know when those opportunities are no longer available. With this in mind, I do want to introduce my guest. And before I forget, let me give you the call-in number in case you decide to call in and participate in today's discussion, and I hope you do. That number is 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519. My guest this week is Woody Woodward, and let me tell you a little bit about him. Woody Woodward dropped out of high school at 16, was a millionaire at 26, and was broke by 27. Within five years of being nearly bankrupt, he built from scratch a $30 million mortgage and real estate firm. He knows what it takes to turn challenging situations around. Not only has he more than made his money back, he's gone on to become an author of nine books, award-winning filmmaker, success strategist, and sought-out professional speaker. He is the pioneer and founder of Your Emotional Fingerprint. Your failures and successes are determined on how you seek to validate your emotional fingerprint. Understanding this cutting-edge human technology allows one to strip back the layers of excuses and build a proper foundation for mass achievement in one's personal life, relationships, and business. And Woody does use this technology in strategizing with top CEOs, large and small corporations, and Hollywood's elite, as well as everyday people. In addition, emotional fingerprint was chosen as one of the leading techniques to be presented to the United Nations to assist them in reaching their millennial goals. We'll discuss this and so much more today on today's show. And with all this in mind, here's my guest, Woody Woodward. Woody, are you there? Brian, I am. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. This is going to be a really amazing show. Welcome to Success Profiles Radio. So what I want to do first, Woody, is uh, have you tell us a little bit about yourself. I do this with every guest every week. Tell us a little bit about your journey, where it started, what you learned along the way, and how you got to where you are right now. Well, you said it really good in the introduction. The, the short version of it is I sold my first idea to a, a clothing line company called Zoomies. They're in about 200 to 300 stores around the, around the country. And I thought, okay, I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to drop out of high school. And 
At that time, I was already filling out anyway, so it wasn't a tough decision. Well, needless to say, at 16, I was not a millionaire and had a lot of rough, bumpy roads. And it led me to realize that everybody has challenges. Everybody has adversity. And when people tap into what I call an internal strength, you can turn those adversities, those tragedies into triumphs. And that's what I do now. I teach people how to do that from the books, the seminars, the coaching. Everything that I do is teaching people how to take to where they are to get to where they want to be. Okay. Well, that's fantastic. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about some of your specific experiences. Now, when you were building your real Brian, you cut out. Are you there? Oh, yes, I am. I was just asking you, when you built your real estate and mortgage firm, was that um, uh, toward the top of the bubble or on the way up? I mean, that would probably be a reason why you did so well. That is exactly right. So I lost my money in the dot-com, dot-bomb era of 1999 and 2000. And from there, we built this mortgage and real estate firm in seven states. And one thing we'll talk a little bit later about is something I have coined called relationships to riches. Riches is defined by resources. It's about how do you have relationships with people who have resources. So I was able to expand the mortgage and real estate firm in seven states pretty rapidly. And I saw the writing on the wall in 2005. I knew the bubble was going to burst again because I already experienced it couple years earlier with the dot-com, dot-bomb. So literally in 05, we liquidated. We sold all of our rental properties. They sold the mortgage company, and we got out completely. Hmm. Wow. So you, you got out before it got really bad. So you were pretty, pretty fortunate there. You know, if you watch patterns, you know that there are certain things that happen over and over again. And anytime where appreciation is going up too high, either be in stocks, real estate, even baseball cards, you realize it's time to get out. Yeah. So the old adage, do the opposite of what everyone else is doing, probably applies. Yes, very much so. You're talking about dollars and cents. Yeah, that's great. So uh, what else happened to you that brought you to where you are now? Well, in August of 05, I realized I wanted to get out of the industry. And I thought, you know what? My story isn't original. I know of so many people who have made money and lost money. Whether they had an education or not didn't matter. So I started reading biographies. And I ended up reading over a thousand biographies. And in the process, I was reading biographies of elementary school, middle school, high school, and college dropouts. So my first book was called Millionaire Dropouts, Inspiring Stories of the World's Greatest Failures. And so what that led me to was realizing that we all have these challenges that come and go. But if we tap into that internal strength, we can overcome them much quicker and easier than where we usually just allow those bubbles to burst right on top of us. So just through constant research and constant studying, you're able to follow those patterns of success. Yeah, exactly. So while we're on the whole Millionaire Dropout series, you've written several books in this series. In fact, I have the first one. I, I met you, I think it was back in, way back in 2006 at a seminar. And I don't know if you had more than just the one book at that time or not, but I do have the original Millionaire Dropouts book. And I'll tell you what, it's great. There are tons, for those of you that have not read is basically Woody's story and uh, what he did and how he got to where he, he got to uh, to that time. And then the last part of the book is brief summaries of biographies that you've read of really famous people who hit it big. But gosh, little did we know that they actually didn't graduate from high school or from college and they had their own set of adversity. That serves as a really uh, nice uh, piece of hope for those of us that may not be in the greatest situation now or may be struggling. I've always said that your greatest 
uh, setback is one step right before perhaps your greatest triumph. What would you say about that? Spot on. Your greatest setback is a step for your greatest triumph is right where you're heading in life. Because another friend of mine, Dave Blanchard, who's also a coach, he said the greatest pain in your life, whatever enormous struggle you've had, is exactly what you need to do to get your life to where you want it to be. So if you, I've dealt with people who've been abused. I've dealt with people who are suicidal. I've dealt with people who've been millionaires and lost it all. The reality is whatever your greatest tragedy is, inside of that tragedy is what will bring you back around. And that was my story. I couldn't read until I was 19 years old. I got kicked out of two middle schools. I dropped out of high school. I was a rebellious kid. I shaved my head. I had a mohawk. I ran away from home. All those fun things, you know, adolescents do. And when I really kind of owned my own story and accepted it, that's what inspired me to write Millionaire Dropouts. And that one book, you do have the original one because that was 06 when I did it. Um, that led into seven other books on that same series. And then I wrote two other books off of that series since then. Mm. Wow, that's that's really fantastic. Um, yeah, because I'll tell you what, sometimes, and the fact that you brought up that you were rebellious and didn't follow the norm, it seems like a lot of really successful people are just like that. They, It's not that they don't want to follow the rules, but there's just something innate inside them that says, I can't stay in this little box. I have to be who I am. And I'll tell you what, our educational system does tend to want to put us in a box and I think that's where we are maybe in some trouble in terms of our education in this. Howdy. You there? Oh, yes, I sure am. I was just saying that the fact that a lot of the most successful people in our society tend to be ones who either don't want to stay inside the box or just really simply can't. It's not in their nature. That's what leads them to their greatest success. And and sometimes you do have to break some rules. And I mean, Thomas Edison was one of those. And I know you wrote about him in your book. I mean, 10,000 different ways to try and invent the light bulb. Not that he failed. He just found 10,000 ways it didn't work. Who are some of your favorite examples of people that you uh, either have interviewed or, or talked to about success and failure? One of my favorite is Sir Richard Branson. He's a billionaire out of Europe. Uh, Virgin Records, Virgin uh, Mobile, Virgin Airlines. The guy is amazing. And uh-huh. he's also a dropout. And the part that is so fascinating about him is whenever you see him, no matter what, it's a picture or if he's doing some promotional stunt, that guy has a $100 million smile. He is smiling from ear to ear. And the reason why he smiles is he lives his own life. He did not fit at all into the academic um, cookie cutter life that we try to force on kids. He failed many, many times. He succeeded many times. And I run into a lot of people. They'll say, well, I have ADD or I'm dyslexic or I'm OCD. And I say, great. Welcome to the party. Most productive and efficient people have some type of unnormality that makes them strange and different, but that's also what makes them successful. Yeah, absolutely. We're just under two minutes to our first break, and we are with Woody Woodward, and he is uh, a self-proclaimed dropout. He's written a series of books called Millionaire Dropouts. He's also the pioneer and founder of Your Emotional Fingerprint, and we will begin discussing that in the next. segment. So let me ask you this. Uh, and I had someone else on this show, Larry Broughton, who's also met Richard Branson, Sir Richard Branson. Does it take, I'll ask you the same question we got just under a minute. What does it take to meet someone or have an audience with someone like him? All you oh, have are to you do there, is Woody? create va- Are you there? Yep. All you have to do is create value for them and they'll always take your call. 
That's fantastic. That is a great, great piece of advice. And I'll tell you what, uh, my other guest who also talked to him is Larry Broughton, uh, founder of the Broughton Hotels. And one thing he said, and this is really cool too, is you have to be the kind of person they want to be around. Because if like attracts like, obviously they're going to hang around with people who are pretty much you know, like them in many, many respects. So you have to grow yourself to be the kind of person that they would want to be around. But I love what you just said. You have to create value for people. That is what makes you attractive to them. And we are coming up on our first break. My very special guest this week is Woody Woodward. And we will talk about his concept, Your Emotional Fingerprint, right after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. This is going to be an amazing show. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Did you know you can quickly grow your business online and offline for free? SmartGuy.com is one of the fastest-growing business networks in the world. Managing over 600 city business networks from Los Angeles, California to the country of Bahrain. In just a minute or two, you can add your business and be quickly listed in their global business directory, local business networks, and get a free web page that can actually rank on top of major search engines in as little as one to two weeks. No kidding. Simply go to www.smartguy.com. Fill out your company information and you're set. So add your business for free and find out why everyone loves a smart guy. Smartguy.com Solave, we think a person's voice is the most powerful form of marketing, so that's what we want to invest in. While other companies spend billions on traditional marketing, we reward you for sharing Solave with your connections. We began with a simple idea. A single relationship has the power to make life better for many people. We took this idea and turned it into a company that can make commerce less expensive and even profitable for everyone. We've started with mobile phone service because it's something all of us already use and it's the technology connecting us every day. We put you in charge of what you pay for mobile service. And simply making the switch to Solave is the first step to spending less. $49 a month for unlimited voice, text, and data. But it gets even better. You can earn money just for sharing Solave with others. As your network of connections grows, both through your actions and the actions of each person who joins because of you, you can quickly be paying nothing for your mobile service and even make a profit every month. Visit us online at www.social-commerce-now.com to learn more and join the Solave revolution. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Woody Woodward, and he is the author of Millionaire Dropouts and also of Your Emotional Fingerprint. So we're going to talk about that now. This is a really, really interesting concept. Uh, tell us a little bit about what the Emotional Fingerprint concept is all about. Emotional Fingerprint came from the study of 
reading a thousand biographies and interviewing over 2,500 people. What I discovered was everybody has seven unique characteristics that make them feel important. Now, I wanted to find important. Important is not about pride and ego and being more important than somebody else. Importance, a feeling of importance, is defined as when you feel on top of the world. You know, we all have those moments, you know, good days and bad days that roll up and down, but we have those peak moments where we feel absolutely incredible. We feel like we're in the right place at the right time. Synergistically, we're doing exactly what we feel we need to be doing. In that moment, that is what's defined as a feeling of importance. When people tap into this emotional fingerprint, the seven things that make you feel important, that's where your greatest passion comes from, your goals, your hopes, your dreams. But what happens is we live in an external society, meaning other people, places, or things can destroy our emotional fingerprint. So the whole point of the concept is to live internally and live consciously so you're in control. Mm, that's really wonderful. So if our emotional fingerprint determines whether we fail or whether we succeed, when is it created and how do we control it? Great question. Your emotional fingerprint is created by either drama or trauma. Now, I'm not one of those guys who does psychoanalysis and believes heavily in therapy and all these things happening in your youth. But what I've discovered through interviewing 2,500 people is we have very dramatic, which I have defined as positive, and very traumatic, which I've defined as negative, experiences that set this emotional fingerprint in order. So if you look at Harriet Tubman, who took all these amazing slaves across the plains and across the United States up into Canada on the Mississippi Railroad, her brothers were actually too afraid the first time they left that they actually went back. She went back and forth over 20 times. Actually, I think it was 50 times, over 50 times, and never lost a single person. She had that emotional fingerprint that drove her from the inside out. So you could have siblings who are going to have a different emotional fingerprint. Your spouse is going to have a different emotional fingerprint. Mm. It all starts either by drama or trauma. For example, one of the things that make me feel important is being a good parent. Well, until I had children, that didn't make me feel important because I didn't experience it. But that you know, dramatic experience of seeing your child born for the first time creates that emotion of like, oh my gosh, I would do anything for this child. And that is one of the seven things that makes me feel important. Wow, that's great. So let me ask you this. I mean, you've had a lot of ups and downs, and we did talk about that during the last segment. What allows someone like yourself or others who have, for example, lost everything, overcome life's challenges, and, and get back on top? I mean, obviously, what you consider to be important is part of that process, but how would you respond to that? How, how does that happen? Well, let me share a personal story with you, Brian. I'm pretty sure you don't even know yet. When I had you know, made all of our money back in the real estate industry, we sold our properties, we sold our business in 05, and we went to straight cash. So you know, I had a, a healthy nest egg, if you will. Mm-hmm. Well, I wrote these books. I did three movies. I did three infomercials. But in 2009, um, we lost everything again. So I've lost it now twice. And in the middle of 2009, I was actually writing my last, most recent book called Your Emotional Fingerprint. I got a six-figure book deal, amazing opportunity. It's been translated into 11 languages. But in the process, before they sent me my first check, I lost it all again. And it was the greatest refiner's fire. It was the greatest test to know if this information actually worked. And I remember at one time where I was out washing my wife's car, this big dually truck pulls up. Five enormous guys get out, four stay by the truck. One walks up to me and says, hey, we're here for your car. I'm like, yep, I I knew it would be coming eventually. So I said, hey, do you mind if I just pull around the street and park it and you guys can take it from there? He's like, yeah, no problem. 
So I do that. I'm walking back to my house. Another car pulls up. A guy comes out with a camera. And I thought, oh, he must be with the insurance agency to make sure I didn't trash the vehicle. And I said, oh, you know, you just missed your buddies. They, they might still be there loading the car. They're around the corner. They said, well, I'm not here for your car. I'm here for your house. What? And I thought, oh, no. And he was dead serious. He had a post our foreclosure notice on our door, take a picture of it, have me sign a documentation. I ran inside and checked my bank account. I was banking with the Wells Fargo at the time, and they literally liquidated every single thing in all of my accounts. Because what you don't know is in the small print, if you owe a bank money and you are 32 days late, just one day after your 31-day mark, they have the right to go in and seize your assets. And so in less than 10 minutes, I lost my car, my house, and my bank account. And I went through the house, looked at what cash I had laying around, grabbed my wife and kids and said, we're going to go celebrate. Let's go to dinner. And so we went and celebrated and went to dinner. And I realized in that moment, I could allow all these external things to destroy me, or I could look from within and say, wait a minute, who am I? What do I stand for? All these possessions don't exist anyways. I don't take them with me when I die. Right. You think of King Solomon and all the gold he ever created, it's still on the earth today. King yeah. Tut's treasure was found. It's still on the earth today. Yeah. All that ever happens is an exchange of currency. So I thought all I need to do is increase my value again, increase the value in other people's lives, and I will create value again for myself. And we took the emotional fingerprint brand to over a million dollars in a very short period of time because of that. Wow. I would like to come back to something that you just said that it jarred me a little bit. And I, I hope that everyone listening did not miss this. You said in less than 10 minutes, you lost your house, your car, and your bank account. You grabbed your family and said, let's go celebrate. That is a choice. Your response in that situation was an absolute choice. How 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 do how do how do how do you do that? Most people would would be completely the opposite. Well, I learned it from Edison. In fact, my son's middle name is Edison. I'm a huge fan of biographies, as I mentioned earlier. But Thomas Edison's factory burned to the ground at Menlo Park. He went and grabbed his wife and his kids, and said, "Look, all of my mistakes have now been burned to the ground. I can finally start fresh and new." And I thought that was the coolest statement ever. I thought, "Oh man, I pray that never happens to me." But it did happen to me in my own version. I thought, all right, we go celebrate. I want my kids to grow up in America not being afraid of their creditors, not being afraid to take risks. I wanted them to see that if dad loses it all, and I, I prepped him for it because I knew I wasn't making the payments. I knew it could happen. And I prepped him. I said, you guys, if one day we lose everything, what do we do? And I would quiz them every single week. And they said, dad, we just work harder and we make it back. So when we lost it and we lost our car and our house and we had to get help from some friends to get back on track. They never once were depressed. They never once saw my wife and I fight. We, we, ne fought, we never fought over money. And we just doubled down as a family, pulled together, and made it happen. Wow. That is an incredible, incredible story. I love that. Boy, your response really is a choice. I mean, two people can see the exact same situation very differently and respond very, very differently. I, I love that. So let me ask you something else. There are obviously a lot of books out there on human behavior. And I think a lot of times we know in our head what to do, but our heart doesn't really let us do that. If there's all that information and all those resources out there and we know in our head what to do, why, why don't we just do better in our lives? What stops us? Oh, I love that question. It's the saying of, if I know better, why don't I do better? Uh -huh. It's twofold. 
the first one's based off the emotional fingerprint. You have these seven characteristics that make you feel important. There are three principles that govern human behavior. The third principle states you'll do anything within your belief system to defend and support your emotional fingerprint. So for me, uh, my emotional fingerprint is to be connected to God, to provide for my family, to be a loving parent, to be free and independent, to be creative, to experience life, and to achieve my life's purpose. So in essence, if something does not fall into that, those seven categories, I'm not going to do it no matter how many times I say I will. The reason why people don't achieve their goals and their dreams is because they don't tie it to their emotional fingerprint. So the second they get a little adversity, the second they have a challenge, they give up and they go to what I call the path of least resistance. Mm. Where if you're watering your car and you'll notice the water does not go in a straight line. It cuts down the path of least resistance. We're external by nature the way we're raised, the schools we go to, the churches we belong to. So when we fall into that external validation, then we go to path of least resistance and we give up on our goals. We give up on what we believe in. The second part I learned from Les Brown. I was interviewing him one day. And he said, what well, do you know what the secret is? Because it's not information. If information worked, everybody would be rich, skinny, and happy. And I yeah. love that phrase. There's more information now than has ever been accessible by human nature or humankind. Uh-huh. So the secret is we need experiences. Uh-huh. If you want to change your life, create experiences. Don't go read another book. You know what you need to do. Just physically go out and create an experience to get the result you want to have. I love that. Create an experience to get your results. That's fantastic. So let me let me ask you this. We've got two minutes to our next break. We we take let's just talk about you know some diverse people. You you take people who are diverse, such as Mother Teresa, Britney Spears. We have different types of fingerprints. I assume that everyone has a unique emotional fingerprint. Are there any similarities between uh, emotional fingerprints of people like that, or what what makes someone like Britney Spears and Mother Teresa so different, or perhaps the same in some ways? They can actually have the exact same emotional fingerprint. What is different is how they seek to validate it. See, an emotional fingerprint is neutral by nature. Nobody has a good one. Nobody has a bad one. But how you seek to validate it is good or bad. So back to principle three, you'll do anything to defend and support your emotional fingerprint. If you are doing things that are internal, meaning things for you, by you, then you're doing things for you by the world, by other people, places, or things. So you take a Britney Spears. And she's just running around sideways trying to get validation, acceptance, recognition, acknowledgement. And Mother Teresa, who's living very internally, doing things for her, by her, giving where she can give, therefore she isn't stressed and isn't running around and isn't the tabloid. Okay. Wow. That's that's pretty amazing. We've got 30 seconds to our next break. We are talking with Woody Woodward, who is uh, the author of The Emotional Fingerprint. And we're going to go even deeper into the subject. This is a fascinating fascinating discussion because what we're talking about is how and why we make the kinds of choices that we make based on the things that are important to us and Woody's done a lot of studying about what makes things important to each of us we will be right back after the break this is success profiles radio please don't go away
the mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Energy Saving Solutions' innovative double green plan enables you to switch to energy-efficient LEDs and other modern lighting with no upfront cost. Modern LEDs are far more efficient than other types of lighting, but for many businesses, schools, and nonprofit organizations, the reason for sticking with the old inefficient lighting is the cost of replacing them. While an old-fashioned incandescent bulb may cost a dollar, LED costs $30 or more, and that's why Energy Saving Solutions has designed our Double Green plan. Double Green allows you to convert to LEDs with no out-of-pocket cost. We'll pay for your new lights, and you'll pay us back with a percentage of your savings. From the very first day that your new LEDs are lighting your life, you'll realize a positive cash flow, and you'll be doing something positive for our environment. For a free cost and energy savings analysis, call Joshua May at 888-620-8133, extension 7082, or visit us online at www.energysavingindustry.com. Get ready for Wise Up Radio, leveraging your learning, leadership, and legacy with Donna Kimbrand, the edgy evolutionary, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you're an entrepreneurial leader or visionary, stay ahead of your game with insights, tools, and strategies that give you the thought leader's edge. Each week, join Donna and her guests as she'll ask the edgy questions, help you discover game-changing shortcuts to better thinking and learning, how to explore the ripple effects of leadership excellence and how to create your life as a living legacy where the legacy you leave is the life you live as thought leaders you need strategies to help you enjoy the confidence and thrill of riding the wave of rapid change for more on donna check out her website gamechangerthinking.com then join the conversation and sharpen up your wits on wise up radio with donna kimbrand tuesdays at 1 p.m eastern here on the rockstar radio network Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. We are back, and this is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Woody Woodward, and we are talking about the concept of your emotional fingerprint. And Woody, on a couple of occasions here between now and the end, I'd love to have you mention where people can go to take this emotional fingerprint assessment for free. Go ahead and tell us where we can find that, please. Go to nomoretherapy.com, N-O-M-O-R-E, therapy, T-H-E-R-A-P-Y.com. So nomoretherapy.com. It's free. All you have to do is put your name and email address in. We don't spam you and try to upsell you to something else. It's just so that we can keep track of who's on. And then you can access. It's about a 20-minute experience. I walk you through it personally. You pick your emotional fingerprint, and then there's another 20-minute video that shows you how that has impacted your life. That's great. And I went through this uh, a few days ago, and it is a really fantastic experience. And I wouldn't have someone on the show if I didn't think it was a great experience. So there it is. Uh, we'll, we'll bring this up again a little bit later. So let me ask you what.
making choices based on things that have happened to us or making the choice to uh, interpret or reinterpret an experience in a more favorable way. But sometimes there are things that happen, such as uh, getting fired, uh, losing your spouse, losing your house, floods, hurricanes, terrorist attacks, even the thing that happened in Boston today, the bombings at the uh, Boston Marathon. How do things outside our control affect our emotional fingerprints? Great, great question because you need to be internal, but you mm-hmm. can't control the external world. It'd be impossible to think you could control your government or your community or your school system. But, but what you can control is how you respond to it. I remember 9-11 very, very vividly. I think we all remember right where we were standing watching the towers come down. Yep. And in that moment, you can make an internal decision and give gratitude for your life, Give gratitude for your country. Give gratitude to the brave men and women who went into that you know, burning inferno or in that falling tower to save the lives of other people. Or we can curse God and say, why did this happen? Why would he allow that to happen? And curse all these other foreigners from different countries and become very uh, racist and become very um, blinded by the hatred that's in the world. It's all a choice. Everything boils down to a choice. You choose how you respond. So when you know your emotional fingerprint, it gives you the internal strength to make better choices. When I lost my house and my car and my money all in one day, I made a conscious decision to celebrate it because I knew right then and there I could never be in a worse financial situation than I was in that exact moment. So that was worth celebrating. It was a conscious decision. I could have cursed my publisher for not mailing me the check that he owed me. I could have cursed the coaches that I had paid for who brought me to where I was. I could have cursed my wife for not being more supportive. I could have made up story after story of, woe is me, how did this happen to me again? Or I could say, you know what, it is what it is. It happens, so what? Now let's move on. And that's what, that's what successful people choose to do. They do not list the problems in their lives. They list the solutions to pulling themselves around. I love that. List the solutions and no focus on the problems because really – I love what you just said because if you are focusing on the problems, you're going to get more problems. If you focus on the solutions, that totally turns uh, things around and it forces you to look at what can I do with this? What's good about this? And and Anthony Robbins talks about that. He always asks, what's good about this? And it sounds like that's what you live and I think that's fantastic. Let me ask you something else. You take a look at someone like Tiger Woods who seemed to have everything going for him and if you followed golf or pop culture at all – uh, you know, those of you out there, you know, he, he was the number one player in the world and is, is again, the number one player in the world. But uh, he made some really horrible lifestyle choices that caused him to lose everything. How does someone who has it all make a conscious choice to throw it away like that? For you, it was not really a choice. Those things happened, but he cheated on his wife and did some very, very bad things. Interesting enough, I was in the middle of writing Your Emotional Fingerprint, which if anyone's interested, you can buy it on Amazon. Just go to Amazon. Type in emotional fingerprint or mm-hmm. Woody Woodward emotional fingerprint. Okay. I was writing about him. He was in one of my chapters talking about how he was the epitome of being internal. He gives to charity. He's the top of his game. He's a loving family man. And then all of a sudden, right before we went to print, you know, at 2 in the morning, he hits his neighbor's tree. And what it proved to me was regardless of what someone looks like on the outside, you never know what's going on the inside. And the other reality is this. That external beast inside of you will always eat its captor, meaning eventually, no matter how well you hide it, and if you have all the hundreds of millions of dollars to hide it, eventually it will come out. 
Same thing with Lance Armstrong. He was the epitome of overcoming challenges and having one testicle and going on to raise over $500 million for cancer and did so much good in the world. But his ex- external desire to win cost him everything. Yes. Yes, absolutely. That, those are two really, really amazing examples. Uh, because if you've got everything going for you and you think that you can hide it, eventually it, it will be illuminated. So let me ask you something different. Let's talk about marriage and divorce. Uh, before, you know, before we go into that, Brian, yes. can I cut you off real quick and share a yes. story? Yes. A grandfather took his grandson for a camping trip. And he's sitting around telling his grandson, this is a, it's a parable, but it's a great parable. This um, grandfather's telling his grandson about the two wolves that are in each of us. One is pride, one is anger, fear, frustration, anxiety, depression. And the other one is peace, harmony, happiness, confidence, optimism. But there's a constant battle between both of these wolves that are inside of us. The grandson sat there for a while and said, Grandpa, which one wins? And he said, whichever one you feed, what you feed mm. grows and what you starve dies. So as Tiger Woods and Lance Armstrong and countless other people, they continued to feed this external beast, this external wolf. And eventually it ate them. It destroyed them. Where there are countless people who are internal and they continue to feed that internal wolf and they continue to get amazing results. Yeah, that's that's a great story. I've heard that before and it is just so – it's so profound because it really is – it is true. It's all about where you put your focus. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about you know just to change things up a little, little bit. Talk about marriage and divorce. Knowing your partner's emotional fingerprint, I would imagine, can do a lot to either save or not save a, a relationship that might be in trouble. What, what's your take on that? I imagine that you've worked with a lot of couples who are struggling in this process. Absolutely. I've my wife and I've been married 18 years this summer, and. If you've been married longer than a month, you have every right to be divorced. I mean, being married can be extremely challenging. Our first 10 years of marriage, we were both on medication. We're both seeing the family therapist and just having a very tough time. Now, there were some definitely good times during that. But when we discovered the emotional fingerprint and really started living it and teaching it, what we noticed happened, everything changed. She started working on her. I started working on me. No longer was I nitpicking her. No longer was she nitpicking me. I mean, the day I'll never forget the day my wife became perfect. She became perfect the day I quit trying to fix her. And I just accepted her for who she was. The only way I was able to accept her is when I started accepting myself and working on my own issues and not even thinking about her issues. Mm-hmm. And what, what you focus on expands. Mm-hmm. So if I focus on my challenges and I get better at them, then I don't have the energy to focus on all the things that are wrong with her. So with the emotional fingerprint, there are these seven characteristics that make you feel important. Because back to principle three, we'll do anything to defend and support our emotional fingerprint. The reason why we argue is to defend our emotional fingerprint. The reason why we fall in love is our emotional fingerprint. And I remember learning this lesson from my wife. I I have massive OCD, and I'm always focusing on things, and it drives my wife crazy, I'm sure. But I'd always say to her, sweetheart, I don't know why I love you. I mean, I know I love you. We're married. We have three kids. But really, why do I? You you can't measure love. You can't scratch it, sniff it, measure it, sell it, quantify it. And she said, all right, you idiot, jokingly, of course. She said, okay, look, you get the seven things that make you feel important. And I laid them out on a piece of paper in front of me. She said, when I meet those seven things, you love me. 
And when I offend those seven things, you hate me. I thought, that's it. The reason why we get married, the reason why we start a new job, the reason why we want to be an entrepreneur or write a book or fulfill a dream is because it meets our emotional fingerprints. The reason why people get divorced, because I have interviewed many, many of them, is because their their emotional fingerprint has been offended so much by their partner. The only solution they can think of is to divorce them to separate, to get away from them so that they can protect their emotional fingerprint. So you would advocate when you're working with couples that both uh, people in the relationship take this assessment so that they have an idea of what it is they're working with, I would imagine, right? Absolutely. And the other great truth here is even if you have a partner who's not interested in the assessment and thinks, oh, I don't want to, they're just so offended by you that they don't want to listen to you, you can still do it yourself and get great results. Here's how. Internal breeds internal. External breeds external. So you think of a lighthouse. A lighthouse is very internal. It's built on a solid foundation. The external waves crash against it all day long. But that lighthouse brings light to everybody else who wants to come into a safe harbor. And eventually, eventually, as long as you stay internal, eventually your partner, your spouse, or your boyfriend, girlfriend will see that you are different. They'll see that you're internally driven versus externally driven. And you will help them get onto dry ground. Okay. That's really great. We've got less than two minutes to our final break. Let's ask about people who are looking for work or perhaps are looking to start their own business. How can knowing your emotional fingerprint help you in your career? When it comes to career, everything's about mindset and relationships. How do you show up in those relationships? How do you pick yourself up off the floor after the 1,000th rejection on that phone? And how do you keep going? Knowing your emotional fingerprint gives you that internal strength. So that when you do lose it all, if you ever have to, you go out and you celebrate that night versus cursing everybody thinking, woe is me, and I'm, I have failed once again. How dare I even try? I'm giving up. Okay. That's really great. We've got about 30 seconds or so to our final break. I cannot believe how quickly this show is going. This is really amazing, amazing stuff. My very special guest this week is Woody Woodward. He is the author of The Emotional Fingerprint, and you can go to www.knowmoretherapy.com to take this assessment. You'll answer seven questions. You'll watch a 25-minute video. Woody will walk you through that whole process. We will come back for our final segment after this break. This is amazing stuff. Don't go away. We'll be right back. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. 
In today's business world, you have to be LinkedIn. LinkedIn, it's a great tool. And Carol McManus is the LinkedIn lady. Join us for the LinkedIn Lady Show every weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Carol is here to show you and your business how every social media site has a specific demographic, personality, and purpose that can benefit you. In each show, the LinkedIn lady will have a variety of guests, such as business owners who will showcase their businesses and talk about how they're using social media to stay in touch with not only customers, but to attract new relationships that become customers. Other guests will be experts in social media who will speak to the use of Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google, Plaxo, Squidoo, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. Join us for the LinkedIn Lady Show with your host, Carol McManus, every weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. Radio. My very special guest this week is Woody Woodward. We're talking about your emotional fingerprint. So we were discussing careers right before the break, and let's continue on that vein for just a little while longer. Let's say that you have a boss or a coworker or perhaps customers that just drive you nuts. And anytime you get a group of people together, it seems like there's always one. There's always one that you just want to you know, give a high five in the head with a chair. So what do you do <laughs> to meet their emotional fingerprint? <laughs> Isn't that great? I love it. What what do you do to meet their emotional fingerprint if you're trying to salvage that kind of relationship and it's important in your career? <laughs> I still I still have the visual of high fiving him with a chair. <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah. There's actually something called the five validations okay. that you can use, and I'll share them with you here in a second. But let's go back to the golden rule real quick. The golden rule states, do unto others as you would want them to do unto you. Now, that is very external and very prideful to be, and very selfish to begin with. I'm going to treat you the way I want to be treated. So what I'm saying is I don't care about you, but I want you to treat me the way I want to be treated. I believe in the platinum rule. Do unto others as they would want you to do unto them. Everybody has their own unique emotional fingerprint. If you have the type of relationship where you can discover their emotional fingerprint, do it. There are many times with coworkers, bosses, customers, you can't. And for that, there's a tool called the five validations. The five validations are this. It's the acronym of RAP, R-R-A-A-P, recognition, respect, acceptance, appreciation, and praise. So recognition respect, acceptance, appreciation, and praise. No matter what their emotional fingerprint is, if you recognize them for who they are, for the individual that they are, that will change their life. Um, Brian, do you know a guy named Bill Bartman? Yes, I've heard of him. I know who he is. Yeah, Bill Bartman is a billionaire. used to be on the, was once on the cover of Forbes magazine and then lost it all. I had a chance of interviewing him one day, and he said, Woody, when I dropped out of high school – I got involved heavily in gangs and was just floundering in my life. And I went to my local hotel in my town and 
I, I was very impressed with the owner of the hotel, and he was a very successful entrepreneur in our city. And I went to get a job. He got interviewed, and he actually got the job. Well, later on, one of his coworkers kept calling him a bright young thing. Hey, bright young kid. Hey, bright young kid. How are you? And finally, after a couple of months working there, why are you calling me bright young kid? He said, well, the owner put that on your resume and sent it to me. What that recognition did for him is made him realize maybe he was a bright young kid. He later went back, got his GED, went on to graduate from college with honors, went to law school, ended up building a multi-billion dollar company, had a net worth of over a billion dollars, all because someone recognized him. So it's recognition, respect, acceptance, appreciation, and praise. Those five validations will take you farther than any other book you could read on the planet. That's awesome. I love that. Recognition, respect, acceptance, appreciation, and praise. Some of these are dichotomies in your um, emotional fingerprint. And uh, I went ahead and I, I took this assessment. I don't know if you wanted to spend any time talking about that just to give examples of, of what this might yield for somebody. Yeah, I think it would be fun for your listeners to kind of pull back the curtain on you and learn more about who Brian Wright really is. So if okay. you've got your assessment handy, what are your seven things that make you feel important? Okay. Number one is trust. I mean, for me, if, if, if trust is not there, the relationship is over. If I no longer trust you, uh, I'm not working with you anymore. And basically, my, one thing that I like saying is life is too short to work with people who irritate you. If I don't trust you, that's irritating to me. me and that's the baseline for everything in my opinion respect respect is also very very important uh, i you know i want to treat other people in a certain way and i would like to be treated back in that same way if 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 you're giving me respect i mean i will give you respect as long as you also are willing to give me respect um receiving praise i think the whole idea of validation that you talked about a little bit ago is absolutely important we will continue doing things as long as we feel validated that we are doing the right thing not only for ourselves but for the world around for example, can come home and know that your situation is, is stable and safe and secure uh, is great. As long as you know in your career that you have security of knowing that what you are doing is worthwhile and there's a stability there, that's important. Life purpose. This is something I've gotten on this life purpose kick lately. I'm working with a coach who's been talking to me about that and I'm really all fired up about using this radio show as a springboard to do a lot of really fantastic and amazing things and getting to interview really amazing people like yourself Woody is one of the things that I really enjoy doing I tell people all the time this is my sanest hour of the whole week this is where I am in my zone this is where I am loving life to the fullest so I want to do more of this I eventually would love to have this be a nationally syndicated show every single day and finally, performing. I did a lot of performing in high school, whether it was jazz band, choir, acting, speech competition. I don't necessarily think of having a radio show as performing, but I am, in a way, performing, not, not necessarily for the sake of performing, but I am out there, and I'm giving a message and, and hopefully having guests on who, who validate what I want this show to be, which is to motivate, inspire, and, and educate people to do what they want to do and be their very best and fulfill their talents. As long as you are operating within the skill set that you've been given and are doing your utmost and very best, 
that's what's going to make you happy. So those are my seven. Oh, wait a minute. There's one more. Standards. I'm sorry. Uh, I tend to operate within a, a, a set of standards. We all do. But when I feel like my standards are being violated, I can't stay in that situation. I have quit jobs. I have quit well-paying jobs when I have eventually felt like my moral compass was being violated. And that's not a soapbox kind of thing, but you have to be able to go to sleep at night. You can make money doing anything. You can make money anywhere, but you and your conscience are one, and you take yourself wherever you go. So I can make money anywhere, but I have to live with the choices that I make or that I allow myself to be okay with. Those are my seven. Thank you for sharing. I love the fact when – and for you listeners who are just listening, if you can rewind this, I'm going to show you a secret. Back to principle three, I talk a lot about principle three because it's really why people do what they, what they do. And it states subconsciously or consciously, you'll do anything within your belief system to defend and support your emotional fingerprint. So our very verbiage, the way that we speak, defends our emotional fingerprint. So you talked about your standards on each one of these individual things. And we call these your seven I's. The I stands for importance. So just to abbreviate it, we call this seven I's, seven things that make you feel important. So your I of standards, you quit jobs, even good paying jobs to defend and support that. Your mm-hmm. first one with trust. You said, you know, I'll trust anybody, but the second they have not, they've hurt or offended my trust, I can't, I can't be in a relationship with them anymore. You've gone in and out of relationships dependent on your trust, respect, praise, security, life's purpose, performing, and standard eyes. Would you agree with that? Yes. It's also why you go in and out of jobs. And it's why we all do. So if you're an employer or a um, customer service rep or HR department or an employee who is wondering why you don't like what you're doing – Take the free assessment at nomoretherapy.com. That's www.nomoretherapy.com. And you'll know instantly why you like certain people, why you despise others, why you succeed in business, and why you fail in business, because you'll do anything to defend and support your emotional fingerprint. And if you're doing it externally, meaning outside of your control, you spiral even more out of control. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And one thing that that you've also talked about too is uh, your likelihood of a relationship succeeding or not is dependent on how many of these I's, uh, laws of importance or standards of importance, uh, are continually met or violated. Yes. And the great thing about being that puts you in control. You no longer have to look to other people to validate your emotional fingerprint. You can do it for you, by you. It's like the stewardess, you know, you're flying on a plane. She says, if the, there's turbulence, the oxygen mask will fall from the ceiling. Put it on yourself first so that you can help those around you. It's being internal is not about being selfish. Uh-huh. It's about being self-aware. When you're self-aware, you then finally have energy authentically for other people. Uh-huh. Great. We've got about three or four minutes to the end. I have two more questions I want to ask. Number one, you referred to your relationship to your riches, to riches, and there's five steps. And you talked about one of those being your relationship uh, with people with resources. Is that one of the five or what are the five? The five things are this. Everybody has five currencies. You have physical currency, spiritual currency, emotional currency, mental currency, and financial currency. It does not take money to make money. It takes an exchange in currency. If you look at the definition of currency, it means to exchange. So we all have gifts. We all have abilities. 
for me, emotional currency is my most dominant currency. It's what I have the most of. It's what I've studied the most, what I've wrote about the most, what I've coached on the most. So I exchange that in the marketplace for an income to provide for my family. So if you tap into your five currencies and you're also tapping into your emotional fingerprint, those currencies become more valuable. People will pay you more money for your product, service, or message as long as you're doing it for the, from the inside out and doing it for the right reason. Fantastic. We've got less than two minutes to the end, probably about a minute and a half. Here's my last question that I ask everybody that I have on my show. Woody, who motivates and inspires you? In all seriousness, and not to sound cheesy, my kids. I look at our next generation as the greatest inspiration. Am I going to leave this world better for them and for my grandchildren than my parents and my grandparents left for me? Okay. Wow, that's great. So before we wrap up, where can we take this assessment and how can we get a hold of you if we want to learn more about you or be in your tribe or connect with you further? To connect with me, go to meetwoody.com. That's M-E-E-T. Woody, W-O-O-D-Y.com, meetwoody.com. There's a contact button. There's some inspirational videos there, a little bit about my platform, my bio, who I am, what I do. Then if you want to discover your emotional fingerprint, you can go to nomoretherapy.com. Take the free assessment there, and it'll walk you through our membership site if you want to be part of that, or if you want to just connect, please do. I'd love to talk to you. That's great. And you are very accessible, by the way. So that's one thing that I I think is really awesome about you. We are at the end of the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. I am your host, Brian K. Wright. We will be back next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern. You can connect with me on Twitter, at Mr. Brian K. Wright. You can connect with me on Facebook. You can like my fan page, Success Profiles Radio. Uh, Please like my fan page. That would be great. I'd love to stay connected with you as well. And we are at the end. This is Success Profiles. Files Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. You have yourselves an amazing week. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Each week, we'll